0: hello hello hi happy new year happy new year to you how is everything way up there oh what does one say
1: oh. uh <laughs> no it's good i i just made it in the nick of time i made a made a coffee just ma- barely made it into the city I bleached my toilet uh, i got a uh i got a i got a seltzer and i made a coffee okay <laughs> i'm ready for the new year
0: is this your first uh, show of the new year
1: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. I no. No. No, no. I recorded with uh with that stinky John Roderick yesterday. Oh right. The Monday. The Monday show. Monday,
0: yep. Very good.
1: So yeah, I'm just getting getting a little situated here.
0: But uh but everything's good. I mean get comfy, you know, you're in this you're in this for the long haul.
1: I'm so in this for the long haul. No, I, I, <laughs> I sound like I'm at sixes and sevens, but I'm fine. I had a little more coffee than I usually have, but now I'm just having a little more. So I think I think I'll be fine.
0: Well, I know that you made a resolution uh, to have more coffee. Hmm. I was thinking about resolutions. Yeah? Have anything yeah. to say about it?
1: Well, I feel, you know, I, I, I um, amongst people, the seven people who are familiar with my work, I have kind of a rap for being the, the not into resolutions guy. I'm trying to think if there's any spin on that that we could offer to people. Mm. And I have one idea, but it kind of sucks. So okay. if, if we, we got lots of stuff to talk about today. If we run out of stuff, I'll give you my, uh, I'll give you my pitch. you want my pitch? yeah hit me okay okay here's my idea for an alternative version of a new year's resolution I have not thought this out I was bleaching my toilet and this occurred to me Um, one approach is instead of trying to do something you have no business trying to do okay and at this point we can refer people to our episode called utter failure and hotel stake which people like to listen to this time of year we'll find that for notes Maybe try to think instead of saying I'm going to try and do this thing like I'm trying to knock down a freaking door. Yeah. Maybe instead say, "Hey, you know, uh, take a couple days. Don't worry about the fact that year is already started because that doesn't matter." Instead say, "You know, is there anything that I'm actually getting better at or where I like how it's going and I want to make sure that keeps going?" You could alternately say, "Like, guys, uh, is there anything I want to tweak?" But I think an, an interesting more positive idea. I have more things to say about positivity. Uh, this episode but one of the things is uh, you know is there anything that you're actually kind of happy with that you want to keep
0: doing I know that's really lame in in your life in in general or yeah you're supposed to go I want to
1: quit smoking and start vaping (laughs) I want to I want to run on a treadmill for 16 hours a day I'm only gonna eat vegetables with the letter C in them like you know whatever you're gonna come up with for your tingling resolutions I don't know I think it's something worth thinking about because I think and, and this 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 does come up in something that I think we'll talk about later from a, some feedback from a listener is I think when we when we look at our situation, we maybe just me, I tend to focus on the things that are how do I put this? not exactly negative, but you go Ugh, that thing instead of thinking about you know, are these other things that are like uh, is there anything you haven't screwed up yet? you want to keep not screwing up mm. like that's that to me can be a very uh, valuable thing like for example, my uh, mighty, my dear, darling daughter and wife, uh, were home for for two weeks, so we were all kind of home for two weeks. Right. And like, there's some nice things we started doing that I'm thinking I'd like to keep doing. It's not a resolution in the sense of like, well, here's a thing I have never tried before. I wonder how that'll go, and more like, you know, uh, you know, taking a little walk, uh, you know, a uh, little dumb stuff like that. I I think you know, try to be nicer to yourself in the new year. That, that's I think never terrible advice. I
0: like that. I like that.
1: Unless you're finding a lot of success with being awful with yourself. And if that's going well, by all means, as they say in the media, <laughs> double down. He, he took his policy and doubled down. You know what? I don't think anybody, now the coffee's hitting me, Dan. I don't think anybody in the gosh darn mainstream media or the MSM, as I call them, mm. I don't think any of them have ever played blackjack or 21, as you say, because I don't think they know what doubling down is. No, I, I, I gambling. They probably
0: don't know what insurance is. Gambling term.
1: Gambling term. And you can't quadruple down. That's not a thing. I mean, I I I mean, I I I guess I don't know. I I I'm not a I'm not John Gruber. I'm not a blackjack expert. <laughs> you know? Yes. I think at this point he's mostly just in Vegas. I think Vegas and Disney and then I think he just checks his mail in Philadelphia a couple times a year.
0: Just to, to establish residency.
1: Nah, I don't know. So anyway, um but we'll find, I'll find that right out Dan, while I'm looking for this to add to notes, would you tell our listeners where to find uh, show notes for episode 255 of your Back to Work program?
0: 255 is located at 5 by 5tv slash B, as in the letter 2 in the number W slash 305.
1: 5 by 5 I had to explain that term to John Roderick. He'd never heard that term, which really surprised That's me. That's a shock to me with his war interest. Yeah, has war interest, and yeah. also, like, he, he never heard of a cargo cult before, which I thought was
0: interesting. Cargo cult. Cargo cult.
1: Clicking, I'm I think there's a
0: lot of listeners right now who don't know what a cargo cult is, and they're like, God, John Roderick is so dumb, and they're Googling right now to see what a cargo cult is.
1: Yeah, that's, I think a lot of people don't even realize that they do that, because they think knowing something is the same as being able to find it. Yeah. Which is true if you're Sherlock Holmes.
0: Oh, you know, that's right. how he
1: populates Slime Palace. Are you watching Sherlock?
0: I have not I mean, I could watch it. Okay, I'm that's still, good. still doing the Americans, though.
1: Oh, yeah. You had you you something in notes here about this Air TV player. That thing is interesting.
0: Yeah, I just thought it was something that was kind of in our general wheelhouse of things to talk about. We don't have to, but the CES <laughs> well, is going I, I do. on. Yeah, this is the I first some... year you're not on, on the floor covering it From Yeah, I'm us. usually on the floor covering it for us. Uh, down there on the
1: floor, the show floor, I'm <laughs> going to the booths. <laughs> Mm. Uh me and uh Walt Mossberg doing shots playing grab ass. <laughs> it's quite a scene, man. Yeah. yeah. Boo bo- boo booth babes. Boo bo- boo- booth bunnies. <laughs> uh yeah, I have some follow-up to come back to, but yeah, air TV player. So um I saw this link to from Joe Steele. If you're not following Joe Steele on Twitter, he is very interested in the TV ecosystem um in, in all different ways. Like he's he's probably the one of the most um I think one of the most intelligent critics of Apple TV, not just in a mean way, but in like a, like a Syracuse kind of way. Like he's really thought about Apple TV, what it, what it can and should do. Right. But he also follows Amazon. And uh, anyway, I don't What's his, is he Joe Steele on, on the, uh, on the Twitter? I think he's Joe Steele. Yeah, Joe Steele. Anyway, uh, this is a link from him. This is a new thing that was announced on the Verge. We saw it on the Verge. Headline is dish. Which is a company, Dish unveils right. a 4K Android TV streaming box with Netflix, Sling TV, and local channels, which sounds interesting, but I have tons of questions.
0: Me what's too. Your, me too. Your, yeah,
1: well, tell me what you're thinking. Well, it looks, I, it looks like, a, it, so it kind of looks like it's a form factor. Uh, it's like flatter than an Apple TV. It looks like about the size of uh, an Amazon Fire TV box. Right. Like one of those pucks with a really colorful remote.
0: <laughs> the remote's the the, the part <laughs> like that something you use to call a nurse? Yeah, it's uh the remote is sort of uh a bit l- f- like it's a flat remote, but it's a large, it seems large by today's Apple TV remote standards for sure. And it's it, thick. It's it, yeah, and it has um a variety of different pads and controls on it and the power button you know the you know the universal symbol for power. You know mm-hmm. it's where it's like a, it's a circle dollar,
1: dollar sign. Am I right?
0: <laughs> oh, it looks like
1: one of those when you go to Walgreens <laughs> to buy a replacement remote for your parents, and you find one of those clever ones where all the numbers are cutouts that stick up. Right. Yeah, it's like a cutout of a power symbol. Right. It's
0: like if you drew that power symbol on a piece of paper, which would be like the circle bisected by the line. it's it's just raised like Like a
1: 16th of an inch you would definitely know you
0: were pressing it you for sure you feel feel the power Uh the power and it's got its Um, own dedicated netflix button and its own dedicated google button
1: this was my this is my first i have several red flags about this that i want to ask questions about but oh so let's tell people what it does um this is put up by dish
0: it is an android set top by a set top box it runs android and which is it, which
1: is fine I mean that's what fire TV runs I think
0: I think so uh, but yeah. you have apparently more flexibility with this in that you can you can install apps on it in it because it's truly like Android you can install Android apps on it I guess the way you could like an Android tablet or something
1: yeah I mean it's kind of a it's an interesting Frankenstein that it sounds like it could be this to me feels like something you put in a in an Airbnb or like you, you give to your parents or something like that. It's it's it, it is dumbed down in a good sense of combining a few things that cord cutters and pseudo cord cutters really like. So their whole their whole pitch with this thing is like this is all about the cord cutting. And really, what is it you're really doing with this thing? Obviously, you want Netflix, right? So it's a, it actually has a hardwired Netflix button, which I come back to that as a red flag. It's got hardwired buttons for Netflix and. Google Play, it also has a hardware button for Sling, right? because they have apparently a very tight relationship with Sling. I'm a Sling subscriber, uh, and that is where you get a strange assortment of things you think of as cable stations through these different packages. Um, And then the thing that's interesting, but another at least yellow flag for me, is if you buy the package that comes with the adapter for this, you can go from like your Leaf like so, the idea is so you you know you're getting so Sling TV is going to get you a bunch of the channels, like it'll get you your BBC Americas and all your kind of a bunch of the cable stations. Plus, are weird decisions about what shows you're allowed to watch when. Right. You get the Netflix, which everybody likes. You get the Google Play, which I'm given to believe gives you a lot of options. Presumably, you can have other apps. But then the the part that's really intriguing, but whose implementation I'm very curious about, is then if you have OTA channels, if like where you, in our case, like you and I, I think have the same Leaf antenna. Mm-hmm and you can run that coax from your leaf antenna into this USB dingus that you plug into the back of this and voila you're getting Sling TV for these cable stations and you're still getting your local uh anything local over the air and the way they describe it that sounds neat is it's all integrated into one there's you know it's a frankenstein of services but then i guess you get like an integrated channel guide which
0: yeah. sounds kind of cool yeah that's that's the part of it that i think is is something that they're doing that I haven't seen anyone else do. So you've got these different services that are on there. Plus you've got an antenna going into it. So you can get their antenna, or use your own. I like the idea that it's all in one place because that for the longest time has been the allure of just going with the DVR box from, uh, from your cable provider is that everything's right there. Your local channels, your other channels, of course you don't have Netflix integrated into it, but this, this integration is something that I think shows some promise. So, um, I'm yeah. I'm intrigued but I'm I'm not buying one. Well, Unless you um, buy it and tell me it's great and then I'll...
1: Well, you, you know me. Like when I, when I look at something like this, I do try to separate this into at least two things. It's always two things with me. One one of these is like trying to take this thing on its own merits as a thing in the world and who it might be interesting for based on what we know. I was prepared to at least go in and see what was involved in buying one until I clicked on the buy button and it wanted me to log in to com mm, or whatever. Yeah, It's just, I don't know, hmm, red, red flag number seven. But as a thing, so trying to just differentiate like this as an interesting uh, entry into the set-top puck market, and then kind of leavening that with like how I would want to use this or see this in my world. So the first part, uh, yeah, I think these are both worth talking about. This is an interesting entrant, especially if you're if you like the idea of apps as TV. And I haven't seen what their store for that would look like or how it would work. But, you know, this looks like if you're going to be somebody who buys a box and just a box, I think this is meant to be a competitor with, in particular, the Roku, where they're doing 4K video for people who have that. Yeah. Which is something Apple TV doesn't currently do. It's something that I think the new Amazon Fire TV does. It's not on mine, but, you know, I don't have a 4K
0: TV. I did not realize there was a new one
1: yeah, because I haven't gotten a new interface. I'm thinking about getting a, a new one because I, I, I really want to see the new interface, and it has not I come. Out? I totally missed out on all of this. Yeah, I'm not sure when it came out. but So, Air TV as a thing in itself, very intriguing, but lots of questions. And it has some neat features. It, it has a voice thing. Obviously, you'd have to see how well that would work in practice, but that's, that's good for them for adding that on. I find the voice stuff increasingly super useful. With uh, Apple TV and Amazon Fire
0: TV, my kids love that. Even just the jump back kind of functionality—it jump back ten seconds, or pause, or whatever. They, my little girl who does not, you know, is not super proficient using the remote, knowing what all the different buttons are. She can just hold down the one button and it does things for her. And that—that's on the Apple TV, especially. She's very, very enamored of that. Well,
1: it's com- it's competitively faster at a few things, well, like what you're describing, like the jump back part. Um, it's it's more here. We're talking about Siri on Apple TV because at least that's the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah. there's some things where uh, there's even more of a speed gain. And for me, I I recently learned I'm not the only person that does this. It's not just because I'm deaf. Like I turn on subtitles for lots of things, especially fast-talking shows, or in the case of Sherlock, people from England, I don't always catch every word. If it's people Mm -hmm. with a Scottish brogue, like, I'm going to want the subtitles. I love the subtitles. So that's, it's a lot, to me, a lot faster, especially with that stupid Apple TV remote. It's a lot faster to hit the button and say, turn subtitles on, which it does. And that's great. That's really, but then there's some things where it is redonkulously faster to use Siri. And for me, that is in particular, like finding a TV show um, it's still not great at finding a particular episode of a TV show. Mm-hmm. But like we went through this again because uh we were watching we went back back and watched a few um old Doctor Who's, Doctor Whom's Doctors Who. And mm-hmm. uh and to me, that is for, for my family, that is the use case of where Apple TV falls apart. Cause we have bought a lot, a lot, a lot. Of Doctor Who. You say, okay, what's the big deal? You just go to season whatever. No, well, first of all, they are broken out by season, but they're also broken out by half seasons, usually by half a season of Doctor Who, because it's got a break, like a you know, a Walking Dead type break. On top of it, there are all these different sets where, like these Christmas episodes, we might have this available in this season, or we might have that available because we bought the Christmas episode set, or it might be available because we bought the Matt Smith set, or it might be available because it's in the 50th anniversary set. And if you, it sounds silly, but if you you're facing before you even get to looking at episodes, in our case, we're looking at uh, many many icons of different seasons and sets before we can figure out where something is. Mm-hmm. And I, um, so like to find a show to say like you know play Doctor Who, it's pretty good at finding the the program. I wish it was a little better at finding a given episode because that was one of the features they were touting. And I tried it. I, I was, <coughs> excuse me, I was doing uh, forget what I was looking for, um. Mm, I forget the search, but anyway, I I think, again, I just want to always encourage people. I know Siri got a bad rap, but experiment with it. Make yourself use it. You know, we, we bought our in-laws an Amazon Echo for Christmas and like it took them, it took them about 15 minutes to just fall in love with this thing and to like want to figure out everything that it can do. But with all of this stuff, you do have to kind of make yourself use it. So that's cool. It's cool that it's got that. Um, the two big question marks for me is I, I know people love Google. Is it called Google Play? Yes. Yeah. I know people love Google Play, especially if they have an Android phone and an Android TV dingus of whatever kind. I know that's very popular in that ecosystem. I have zero experience with it. I have some kind of Google Play access because I'm a YouTube Red subscriber. Mm-hmm. Again, if this sounds like gibberish, it's because it is. It's <laughs> it's really difficult to know like what's included with all the stuff that you've got unless you become a real student of it. So... You know, personally, I gotta disagree with Tim Cook. I hope the future of TV is not apps because I think it's not working out well. And I think if you look at where strides are being made in devices, services, and software, it's moving more toward well, you, apps might be how you provide things, but like you should be able to get to it from like one place. And currently, the TV app on Apple TV is not it. I just found out. For example, here's another thing I just found out. I just I just learned that because. This is so freaking complicated. Because I'm a Sling subscriber, it prompted me and said, oh, you might want to see if you have any eligible apps that are included with your Sling package. And I was like, what? You know, because I guess when, because of the single sign on. So if you pick Sling Mm -hmm. as your TV provider, have you gone through this yet? No, I have not. Because, you, you know, they don't have Comcast or Time Warner yet. They've got like, you know, Ma and Pa Kettles, uh, you know, Cable Concern. <laughs> right. But then they do have Sling TV. And so I was like, oh, by the way, you're a Sling subscriber, so you get Fox now. You can use that app. And I was like, okay. And so I, the single sign did not work. I had to log in again on the Apple TV. But like that's included. But so I can watch The Simpsons with lots of commercials. Mm-hmm. But like this landscape of TV as apps is like... It's it's a step backward. Yeah, I mean, it
0: really is. And it seems like Apple's trying to help people make sense of this separation of content into many, many different apps. Because it seems like more and more, everyone wants to do their own app. ABC wants to do their own app. CBS wants to do their own app. And, and on and on and on. So that it, it, it... And then you run into that situation where there is... Uh, there are shows that are on more than one. You might have them on Hulu. You might have them on Sling. You might have them on other places. Right, and it it gets to be very confusing because you have to remember. Oh, wait, was that on HBO now, or was that on Netflix, uh, or was that on Showtime, or whatever? And it, well, like
1: in the case of Soundbreaking, Soundbreaking was a PBS show. was well, started somewhere else, but it was on PBS a month or two ago. It, all, all eight episodes were available for free in the PBS app. Then one day they disappeared from the PBS app. So where are you going to watch Soundbreaking? Hulu. It's on Hulu now. Hmm. But like, you know, how, how would I? How would I know that? And although I, I don't agree with the provider's decisions, I definitely understand it. I understand why Netflix does not want to be included in that Rat King TV app yeah. on Apple TV. They want people to say, "Hey, I'm I'm watching Netflix. That is the brand that I bought into." You know, uh, in the case of HBO or Hulu or all these, you're going to dive into their app to watch it. In the case of Hulu, the series search doesn't always work because it has to repopulate or it has to—I don't know what the word for it is—but sometimes you'll just land on that page with James Franco while it while it like turns and turns and turns, and then when it comes up, it'll be the home screen and not the target <laughs> right. show you're watching because yeah. I guess it needs to think about James Franco for a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I understand. I feel like I understand those companies are under the gun. I mean, if you're CBS, you finally dip the toe in with the CBS app, which I'm giving, a believe is pretty popular with people who are 80. And like, you want them to really know, like you're watching the CBS app. It doesn't benefit Netflix to disappear, especially after Apple makes such a big show of TV, TV being all about apps. It doesn't benefit those brands to like disappear into this, uh, big sargasso sea of content. Right. But so, Anyway, I don't know. Personally, this might be a taste issue. I'm aesthetically put off by hardwired buttons for services. Me too. Like I've had this before with TiVo, and it always feels weird because I feel like I'm buying into it. Like I'm buying into a business relationship rather than getting a piece of hardware that's like for me to use. They're not programmable, as far as I know. I doubt that you can remap the Netflix button to Hulu. Um, and then you know. And obviously, Sling is a huge partner in this. There's a reason that they get a button. So, on the one hand, it's just kind of aesthetically ugly, but it's also indicative of how they expect you to use this. Every button is on there for a reason. So, you know, if you get a bunch of Google apps or Android apps to run on there, which I guess is a thing you can do, like obviously to me, at least according to the remote, those are going to be second tier players.
0: They really are. It just has always struck me wrong. Anytime that I've seen a remote, like I remember when smart TVs first started coming out, they would have a lot of dedicated buttons, especially Netflix and and other things. And that always rubbed me the wrong way, because we know from being in the technology world that these companies go out of business, they get bought, they get, you know what I mean? And like, right now, Netflix is amazing. But what if in 10 years, they're bought by or five years or three years, they're bought by somebody else. Now your TV has a Netflix button. But Netflix is known by a different name or owned by a different company i mean that that could happen and you've got you've just immediately dated the tv but i guess that that makes sense because they don't want you to have a tv for five years they want you to have a tv for a couple years and then get a new one
1: yeah i suppose yeah i mean i i agree with everything you're saying i'm just thinking from their point of view i imagine a lot of negotiations and probably some exchange of money went into having those buttons on there and so that's but you know i mean it's a strained analogy, but like, you know, I, I I wouldn't necessarily want a button on my keyboard for my Mac that says Google on it. Yeah. You know, it's no. like that would that would seem kind of odd. So, you know, obviously the devil's in the details with a lot of this. But I feel like I might have already found the the deal breaker for me. And I, I've scoured their site a little bit for this. But from what I can tell, if you want to watch OTA over the air channels on this, A, you need their dingus. Which means, consequently, B, I don't think you're going to be using it anyplace else. This is not, will not find an addressable signal from a home run, for example. Do you follow? So, like, right now, I've got an HD home run attached to the leaf. And that creates, like, on the local network, that means anything, and it's a find, I don't know if it's DLNA or what, but, like, it can find that home run on any device that's friendly to finding things. So, you know, I can watch things in channels or I can watch it wherever. I could watch it on a Mac if I were an animal. Uh with their weird like java-esque app but you see what i'm saying like you you give you forego getting an ota signal i think you forego an ota ota single signal anywhere else in order to have it on this which would be makes sense if this is the only thing you've got but if you're in a house where you're out already out of hdmi ports this thing it would be hard for me to see this thing pulling its weight if it's actually meaning less usage of other things that i prefer yeah Yeah, Netflix, I mean, Netflix is table stakes at this point, obviously. I mean, if your box doesn't run, you know, Netflix and YouTube, it's, you know, it's not going to be much of a contender in a lot of, you know, households. Right. Do you think it's interesting? I mean, I guess I'll want to see what other people, you know, think of, of trying it out and seeing how it works. If it had, I mean, I know this is crazy, but if it had some kind of PVR functionality, You know, if it would work with some other PVR like device, it would be a no brainer for me because I I am not loving the whole. uh, Like, we started watching that show, Adam Ruins Everything, which is this kind of a funny turns out show where this guy debunks a bunch of stuff. And it's, you know, my daughter adores this show. Um, But like when we go into Sling, like there's some episodes, it's like Comcast, right? It's like some episodes are available and some are not and Mm, some are weirdly mislabeled. And, you know, and a la Hulu, some things like you plan to watch like disappear. You didn't watch Shark Tank fast enough and now it went away. So, I, you know, each one of these things, it's I'm excited that this is an area that people are working on because I think this was a desperately in the era of. The pre-Roku era of like what was that first really great box that did XBMC? Uh Boxy. Oh like in the, Right, Boxy. I mean, it used to be it was Boxy <laughs> or Go Home. Right. And I'm glad people are are getting into this. I think it's way overdue, but you know, I still feel like there's space for somebody to come in and just like
0: spike the ball so hard. You'd, you'd run boxy on your on your little Mac or your PC or something.
1: Yeah, I had it on my Mac our Mac Mini was yeah, our, Mac was, Mini was, was, our G, was our T V. Yeah, like that was it. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Sling TV is, is interesting. Um, like, yeah, it's, I like it better than the PlayStation um, view. version of that. Yeah. yeah, the View. But, I mean, I, I don't think I'm getting anywhere near the amount of money I pay in terms of value. Because it's still like my quarter of last resort. It's like, oh, you know, if Saturday Night Live hasn't fallen off the back of a truck by
0: 1130, I'll, like, I'll watch it on right. you know, right. Sling or whatever. But, um, yeah, one, one thing that's a slight adjacent topic to this, uh, you mentioned the Apple TV remote. I had no idea that they made cases for these things. Did you know that they made cases for these, for the current model? No, I didn't. They do. I'll put one in the the one that I got. I'll put it into show notes. Oh, it's cool. It's Lago R1 Intelli case, um, the one we got was red so that we'd be able to see it but they also make them in black and clear and wow and that's
1: uh, kind of cool looking
0: it's it's there are cheaper ones this the one that we got was $16 or $17 there are cheaper ones you can find just search for apple tv remote case on amazon or wherever you like to shop they this one came with a little lanyard which i immediately removed and got rid of but uh it's it's nice because it makes it much easier than the the rubber band trick that I've been using to know which end was up on the remote. Um, And also it makes it so that if it falls or, or, you know, if your kids drop it or whatever, then it uh, it, it's protected from that. Sometimes when my kids are fighting with each other, they like to throw whatever's nearby. So this helps. And then it also has magnets, little magnets on the back of it. So I, I suppose you're, using the magnets to anchor it to some th- piece of metal that you have, like right. <laughs> I, your fridge. I don't know. Oh, your but,
1: magnetic case mount you have there by the couch. That's, that's like a
0: standard now. <laughs> that thing. Is, is it? Is it like sil- silicone? It looks like it's kind of rubbery. It is. And it's um, it's pretty flexible, super, it, maybe a little too easy to get to take out. Um, I wish it was a little more snug. Maybe another brand would be. The one thing I'll say, the, the one disclaimer I have about this is when we first got it, it and this is the one that had the most reviews and was the highest rated i think i'm looking now it says 416 reviews and just about five stars um it stank pretty bad like mm. uh, a a um a rubber factory or something i don't know it it, it was mm. just yeah it was an intense unpleasant so i just put it out back For an afternoon, and when I brought it back in, it was fine. But don't be surprised. Put in in the sun, yeah. Uh,
1: Fake Spot gives it a grade of uh, A for the reviews, ninety percent. So you know how it is when you see a new product. Sometimes I'll add that to notes as well.
0: But I recommend it, and I also recommend put it in my
1: basket. That looks really cool.
0: Removing the lanyard and throwing throwing the lanyard away. Mm -hmm. I guess for gaming, some people would use all the gamers, the hardcore gamers that. Are playing. Apple oh, this TV. is a platform
1: that has attracted a lot of hardcore gamers. <laughs> yeah, especially games where you jump or you you don't jump.
0: Right, right. For a
1: minute, and you don't jump somewhere, and then you jump. This mm-hmm. is this has been huge, mm-hmm. huge for the for, as a platform. They call it a platformer.
0: So, speaking of of games, um, I remember I told you that my we got my boy a computer, a Windows computer, and there is a game that uh, that we found called Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts. And it is a uh, a ridiculous game that if you have I think it's available for PlayStation. I know it's available for anything that'll run Steam. Uh I believe PC uh, and and Mac as well. I would need to double check, but usually many things that are released on Steam will run on the Mac, but it's certainly for for PC Windows. It's I think it's 14 bucks. It's one of these what they call sort of party games, so it's meant for a bunch of people to play together in the same room, and uh, this is something I didn't know was the thing. Apparently, this is a thing, which reminded me of back, like my old Nintendo days of playing Mario Kart with friends. But it's this it's got the same kind of vibe where you can have—I l- think it's at least four players. But they there are these little, they're little people that are dressed up as like. They're wearing like a bear costume or a chicken costume or a dinosaur costume. They're little avatars and you control them with controllers, ideally. And they, they, they have that. Have you ever heard the term ragdoll effect in gaming? That's a, that means something. And they, Is that a sh- euphemism? No, they just sort of. Call it ragdolling? Yeah, they just sort of, they're, they're roll, roly-poly if you will but you you punch each other and kick each other and pick pick each other up and throw them into you, you, into machinery and things like that you need to watch it to understand it but i wanted i'll okay. put this in the show notes because it's if if you're set up to play a game like this if if what i said makes sense to you this is a hilarious fun great game to play with with other people and we had a ton of fun playing this uh over the, over the holiday excellent put it in notes it's in there
1: i'm on board gang beasts gang beasts uh, Dan, would you like to tell me about something that
0: you like? Sure thing. I can tell you about casper
1: uh-huh. oh yeah i I engaged with my Casper for a good long time last night, <laughs> did you? I engaged the crap out of that, Oh thing. my God, I'm sleeping so well.
0: I'm glad to hear it for a while. you had that that shoulder pinch and you oh, yeah I remember my, my pinched nerve and oh yeah. my goodness.
1: I have so many problems, but I love my Casper.
0: The Casper will help. You know, I think one of the things that, as as we've talked about here, I've had issues with my back in the past, and one of the things that my, um, my my back doctor told me, my lady doctor, told me, uh, is that you need to reevaluate the kind of mattress, you need to reevaluate the bed that you're on. And I said, really, that can play into it. She said, well, think about it. You're spending, you know, many hours—six, ten, eight hours on. The bed if it doesn't support you, uh if it's not the right kind of bed for you. And I said, You know, I just don't want to she said, I said, What kind of bed? She she said, get a firm a more firm bed. I said, Well, I don't want a bed that's too firm. She said, No, you want something that's gonna provide you with support, it's gonna be comfortable, but still, you know, you'll enjoy laying on it, but it will support you well. And I said, Okay, is there like a brand? And she actually <laughs> said, Well, you should look at Casper. And I said, No, I, yes, she no did. Way. Yes, she did. Absolutely what? true and uh and she had no idea but uh i i thought that was pretty interesting i wanted to mention it It just 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 happened uh but casper they they created a really really great mattress they sell it directly to consumers so there's no you know commission driven like warehouse dealing wheeling dealing mattress person that you have to deal with it's just like here is a mattress it is beautifully designed it's delivered in a small box it opens and breathes and and it's delivered right to your door and it's amazing and uh and they they give it to you for much much less than you would wind up paying uh, at one of these other places cuz again there's no middleman it's just a wonderful mattress that is uh firm and comfy and supportive and uh and 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 wonderful obsessively engineered is the term that they use and uh it uh it has supportive memory foam and uh they've got an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink just the right bounce time magazine said it was one of the best inventions of 2015 they've got free shipping and returns anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. What that means is you get to try it for 100 nights. If in that time you don't love it, they pick it up and they refund you everything, which is pretty Mm. great. Uh, You can get 50 bucks toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash it's your show and use the code it's your show. Terms and conditions apply, but that's uh, 50 bucks toward any mattress. So go check it out. Wonderful company, uh, making really great mattresses. Casper.com, it's your show.
1: Buck, buck. Thanks, Casper. Speaking of Bach Bach, mm. I want to send you and uh, you and your team kudos. Kudos. So so kudos. Thank you. Because uh, last week we um, we didn't record, and you you I told my wife that you're you nutty balls for doing this, but oh. you went on. <laughs> you, I was like, oh, this is this dance is crazy. I don't know. I don't know how he thinks this will work out well. But you got on the Twitter and you tweeted out and you said, hey, you guys. Uh, we're doing our uh, compilation show. We're doing a compilation of our favorite things from uh, 2016. Uh, send us a link and a timestamp. And I was like, he's gonna just going to get a bunch of jokes. And I think you did get a lot of jokes. I did.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? But uh, then eventually, I don't know how it happened, but like, so, I saw a few people really stepping up and sending you suggestions. And you put together, or you and your team put together a, a, a lovely... 2016 compilation episode and uh, it's out and available and I want to say thank you and congratulations. Well thank you for saying that and thanks. Those take a lot of work. People yeah. think that's like you're you're like phoning it in and it's easy. This ain't no Terry Gross situation. <laughs> this ain't no W H Y Y. We got a, a team full of people with with horn rim glasses and computers. Like this right. is a lot of the, Oh, we got to reroll. Oh, we remember, you know, somebody who died cuz it's a Monday or a Friday or a Thursday or a Wednesday or a Tuesday. <laughs> we don't do that. This, this is this is this is artisanal, small batch, right? Farm to table compilation material. Now, who made that, Dan? Who made that job? Uh, for,
0: for the most part, Maggie uh, did that, and she did a, a really great job. I did just what you said. I went out on Twitter. And I uh I asked people and I, I thought the same thing. I thought, well, if this works, it might be really special. And if I just get a whole bunch of jokes and silly responses, then worst case scenario, we won't have a compilation episode. Everyone will will, will be sad and uh and it'll be the worst holiday ever.
1: But, I totally agree. Well we were we were in the car driving out to the snow, going out to visit family, and I was just like Pfft. and I like I told you, I was like, I'll, I'll retoot this, but I'm not getting involved. And yeah, I'm not getting involved. You know, like <laughs> Joke fast, beep boop. Right. I'm going to go play in the snow. Yeah. Screw you guys.
0: But the people really did step up and they submitted some it, really, you know, we got. I funny, was,
1: funny little bits, some, some inspiring bits, lots of little funny bits. Yeah. And uh,
0: yeah, they, they stepped up. Yeah, it was great. And you know, it's the, it's the kind of thing where when we're, when we're doing the show and even when I listened back to uh, an episode, cause usually I'll listen back to it within about a week of when we, when we do it. I'm not sitting there, maybe I should be, I probably should be, but I'm not sitting there with like a notepad taking notes and being like, oh, right, minute uh, 1835 was really insightful. Like, I I think I should do that. But we have these amazing listeners who apparently do do that and and were able to recall, I thought we were going to get back like, I don't know, three or four things and it was going to be like enough. I thought I was thinking maybe I'll get like a 30 minute show out of this and um and and maggie then helped out and went through and we got the list uh from the twitter and she put it together and i'm like how long did it turn out and she's like well i'm still trying to trying to get it shorter i'm like what do you mean she's like well it's over an hour and a half right now
1: (laughs) whoa yeah so
0: there was a lot that we even had to sort of she she went in and and trimmed out and and cut up so yeah i want to
1: say thank you to to our listeners very much well thank you for listening thank you for having a way better memory than dan really no uh thanks to dan for for putting that out and thank you to uh Maggie for making it and that is uh that's in show notes uh, oh and also thank you to our sponsor in that case uh yeah, fresh
0: FreshBooks. Fresh
1: so uh you go to it 's back to work episode three zero four yeah. and it's i thought it was i thought it was fun
0: it you know I, it makes me want more than ever after going through that process and actually listening you know to that and it really makes me want to do that for like the the whole show at some point. You know, like oh, yeah. like going right. all the way back. I don't know when there, there, if there is a right time to do that, but I don't know. I mean, maybe there's time, maybe there's a reason to do it per season. Like each season gets a little best. Of, I don't know. I just trying the, to yeah, create more I, you know, work for myself. Exactly. But. The only
1: reason I push back is like, it feels like, you know, people are, you, you, God bless you, the listeners. I mean, you, you, people will enjoy that, but there is so much more work that goes into an episode like that than the nonsense we just do every oh, yeah. uh, Tuesday. But uh, anyway, it's out there, and I, you know, me, I like, I'm not a big like promote the thing guy, but I do appreciate that you did that, and I appreciate our listeners, uh, you know, saying it. So, and it, you know, you might have lost in the lights a little bit with the holidays, and you know, we were in the snow and whatnot, bleaching my toilet. But you know, uh, go listen to it; it's kind of fun.
0: I, I need to ask why yeah, you, you there bleaching mm-hmm. bleaching the toilet. What's the story with that? Is it a special hmm.
1: thing? Bleaching you- the toilet is a lazy man's clean. You know, I, I'll sometimes I'll just notice discoloration. You know, and I'll just quick, 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 spray bleach. Just you know, a little bit of spray bleach. I'll, I'll spray the whole thing. I don't care. I got I got a drain in the floor. I'm not an animal.
0: Do you walk It'll and then you go. just
1: spray and walk away. I can smell it right now. Yeah. Oh, in you know, if your, you're smelling the bleach, you know it's working. In your office, you did. This. Oh yeah, and in my in my private office, I have a toilet. Oh my gosh, that's fancy. Oh, I I wouldn't have it any other way. No doubt. I mean, sometimes like, I come here from the house. Don't be creepy. Sometimes you know, if uh, if if somebody at the house has something going. And and I feel like I really need to you know accomplish some paperwork.
0: You know, there just buzz right
1: to my private office.
0: There was a movie where I believe Rick Moranis played a a a high stress boss at a some kind of Wall Street firm or something from the eighties. Maybe I'm confusing the movies, but I, if I recall correctly, he had a a bathroom full bathroom with a shower mm. in his Wall Street office.
1: I would love that.
0: And I, ever since I saw that as a kid, I'm like, you you can't have a shower and a bathroom in your place of, wo- no one has that. And that, but that's always been my, like, I'll know that I've I've really made it when I have a clean bathroom that only I use in my own office with a shower in there. Yeah. With a lock on the door, you got the only key. Like, that's it. Like, don't See, come I, I feel
1: that way. I'll never own a home. But like, for me, that's hidden corridors. Like if I had if I had like tunnels in my walls and a monk hole, <laughs> I would be so into that. I would love to have hole? a bookcase. Excuse me? Sorry? A, a, a monk hole? A monk hole. Let's look it up together. Monk, monk
0: hole. M-O-N-K-Hole.
1: Mm-hmm. Priest uh, hole. Yeah, the term given to a hiding place for a priest built into the principal Catholic houses of England. What so the often what it is? Well, don't you remember this in uh, in, uh wasn't James Bond. What's the movie where they go, was it James Bond? When they go to the house and they got a monk hole and basically it's like a Professor X tunnel where you open a door and there's a tunnel and you can like get away
0: through like a tunnel. Do not oh, look, look at up the definition holes. on Urban Dictionary. That's no. something else.
1: Oh, look at the monk holes. Look at these. Look at the priest hole, they call it. Oh, this is dynamite. Ugh. I mean, you know, I would even be fine with uh, with the thing that they kept Mad-Eye Moody in. If I just had a pit, if I had like a private pit, you know what I mean? I, I open up a treasure chest, I jump down, I get a private pit. I, I would be so into that. Now, don't get me wrong, I would take a shower in a clean bathroom with a lock. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, having, like, hidden rooms, Bonerville. There was I'd be an, so into
0: that. There was a, an office building that I worked out of at one point, which just had, it had a men's room and had a woman's room, but it also had just a standalone shower room. And all that was in there was just a shower and a little like counter top that you could <sighs> put put your stuff on. And the <sighs> idea of using that was just.
1: Oh yeah, I, that
0: doesn't seem like ugh. something you'd do. No way. Yeah, I'd have to, let me put it this way. I'd have to be real dirty to use that. Super, super dirty where you'd have to
1: like offset, you have to have like filthiness offset credits. Just thinking about what you get from being in there.
0: Right. Because you're not necessarily coming out of there that clean anyway. Mm -mm. But like if it's in the the beginning of Raising Arizona when the the two brothers are coming up out of the mud, that I would use it. I would use it then if that was, Mm -hmm. if it was real caked on.
1: You get that pomade in your hair.
0: Uh Got you on a pretty short leash, don't you, (laughs) HI? My kids watch that so much. What? They're allowed to see that? Oh, they yeah, they have it half-memorized.
1: Oh, boy, did I ever get a face the other day.
0: <sighs> For that movie? No,
1: I got faced so effing hard. From what? Because, well, it's Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas. And because it's Christmas time, I'm thinking a lot about Die Hard. And oh, I'm yeah. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I really want to show her Die Hard. And I'm like, oh, there's no way I can show her Die Hard. I'm pretty sure it's rated R. I know there's a lot of machine gunning. Yeah. And so I texted Gruber. And I said, how old was, uh, how old was Jonas when he, when he showed him Die Hard? And he's like, I think eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was showing him Deadwood at like two.
1: <laughs> I said "I says to my wife, I says, hey, Gruber showed his son Die Hard when he was eight, and he turned out fine. And I got such a look. She faced me so hard. Oh, my God. And she said, she is not going to watch Die Hard. And when she said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I don't know what I was thinking. Right yeah but like there's certain movies where I'm like I'll just say to her like oh honey you can't watch Alien you can't watch Blade Runner you you can't watch Die Hard but oh god I can't wait till you can watch those movies I
0: know he wants to my my older nine he wants to see Blade Runner a lot he really, (sighs) really 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 wants to see uh a lot of these sort of like movies that like especially aliens, because he knows about the alien from the movies, and he 's seen like the tr- new trailer for uh, not Prometheus, but whatever the new aliens movie is coming out like he 'll see trailers and things like that, and he really wants to see these and i 'm like oh he 'd be fine you know and, and people are like oh and, and see i think it's it 's fascinating to me because there 's people out there who are successful in keeping keeping their kids kids longer than i was able to you know yeah, what i mean yeah and i've yeah. never i've ne- admittedly i've never been very good at that like i know i know i have friends who their kids have not you know like oh we couldn't we couldn't show them oh you like know? like
1: all they've seen is like they've seen one movie and it's like freaking mary poppins R- and right like oh god or like really?
0: oh you know did your kids see such and such pixar movie the wall like, oh, incredible it's way too violent from what
1: yeah, I know. I you know, know,
0: like, and, and, but that's we, fine. Most of my,
1: most of my daughter's friends aren't allowed to listen to Hamilton and, and my daughter knows every word mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm such, I'm so bad. But like, how do you deny your kids Hamilton?
0: We went and saw, uh, we went and saw Rogue One in the theater and it was, it was great. It was an amazing, amazing movie. He loved it. He said he liked it better even maybe than, the, he he says whatever movie he's just seen, he says he likes better than anything else. And that's but, pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. But he, he, according to him, this is the best one that he'd ever seen any of any Star Wars moments yeah Yeah. I loved it I thought it was great but like I've told other people like you took your nine-year-old to that but what about the explosions and the people? what about the ending and it's like you didn't see that ending coming
1: yeah don't even get me started on Interstellar I'm so angry about Interstellar right now (laughs) I'm saving I'm recording with Syracuse tonight and it's gonna be all I can do not to talk about Interstellar (laughs) because I finally watched it and I'm so goddamn angry okay good just added a show something to show notes I've added a book uh, for if you're a bad parent um, you can get a book called Alien Next Door. And it's kind of along <laughs> the lines of the Darth Vader, like the Star Wars books for kids. You know, the like the little jokey like um the books about like being Darth Vader's child. Child, yeah, yeah. So we've got all of those. And uh I got her this got this one called Alien Next Door, and it's a bunch of jokes about Alien, but it's a book for kids. And so I've had to explain almost all of them. Some of them are obvious jokes, but uh, it's a, it's a really fun, really cute book. And if you want your kid to have exposure to Alien without seeing the movie, and you want to explain it to them, we'll explain like who Jonesy is, or explain you know, oh, oh there's a doll with the head. Yeah, you know. yeah. Alien next door by Joey Spioto. In,
0: Spioto. in the show, in the show notes. Joey Spioto. Um, the uh, two two comments on Rogue One briefly. One. K2SO is amazing. He's oh, one of my favorite droids ever. And uh, you can, it, it seems like he's not, I don't know where you can get this now, but it, there was a while on Amazon. I'll put it in the show notes. They have um, Star Wars will do these, it's called the A black series where they have like a, like an, a figure uh, that is in special packaging and it is higher quality and it has like every little joint is articulated and they're like, they're like six inch, scale figures talking about the 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 figures the like the lego figures they're not lego they're um they're they're regular action figures um and they they if you've seen them at a toy store or target or whatever they they are in a black box and the figure will have a red background behind them and they look very nice and they are they're not toys in the sense of like you wouldn't really play hard with these things oh that
1: looks sharp i'm looking at it right now yeah
0: and um i was able to get one for uh for my boy after we saw the movie and he is obsessed with this thing but it's fully opposable i put I'll, i put it on my instagram i'll put it up in uh but then a friend of mine got me one because it i was uh i was lamenting that i got one for him and i really wish i'd gotten two and someone got me one so I have one here at the office, but they're just amazing uh, toys. So I don't know where you can get them, but I'll put it in the show notes. Why not?
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see you and raise you a Lego. Um, I'm in, I'm in Dutch so bad with the missus right now about Lego. Like we have a serious Lego problem. What happened? Well, you know, we have a lot of Lego and then I bought her a couple more for Christmas. So I was not about to buy this, but I'm very tempted. If you like that star Wars series of Legos where you, um, make, a character like they have a really cool ray yeah they have a really cool you know i'm talking about the big, i do like, i
0: love those those are great Well,
1: they have, at our freaking walgreens they had uh a k2so lego which i just added to notes i'm
0: looking now check out that guy a little bit iron giant looking oh man now i think i have seen this one this one was yeah. at um i think i saw this at the toy yeah this one is great
1: Yeah. So, Uh, does that
0: use a lot of custom parts? I guess they're all custom, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They got an Adventure Time. They just came out with an Adventure Time set that's kind of weird looking. This isn't
0: even expensive.
1: Yeah, it's it's reasonable. But uh, we we have several of these. The Darth Vader is really good. I thought.
0: Oh, and I'll tell you what. The second comment. Mm. I'll tell you what. Mm. Worth 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 the price of admission just to see that one sequence with vader at the oh end you the- think so <laughs> pretty good when he's in his little swimming pool no not that part later when he's in the hallway oh yeah that oh the ending yes
1: oh man just that, that? Was, that was i knew that when they were pandering to me with fan service oh, and i was still like yes i don't keep it care going. keep it going i want to see her hand go into the robot i want do it do it show me the whole thing mm, mm. Pff, interstellar give me a break
0: so goddamn angry which part oh i don't i don't want to take you Uh, away from your other it's
1: so good it's so like smart and accomplished and ambitious and i love that director and like so much of it is so well done and then they just poop in the punch bowl like it's like what are you doing with this it made me so mad because you know the opposite of love is not hate it is indifference (laughs) hmm (laughs) So, you know, the thing is, you know, nothing's worse than being, you know, disappointed. I'm just saying. Power of love. Give me a break. Mm. Okay. Uh, Back to the show. I'm so angry. I finally, it took me four tries. I finally saw it. Mm. Okay. So we talked about the RTV compilation episode. I I wanted to acknowledge, uh, because I was being even unusually fast and loose and totally crap with my email for the last three weeks. Thank you to everybody who's continued to write us really nice notes. For some reason, a bunch of people uh, just took the time to say they like the show, and which is weird. People don't usually do that, but like we got a like a bunch of those, and I just wanted to say to everybody who did that, thank you very much. That was uh, made me feel really good. So we got that
0: wonderful surprise, holiday surprise.
1: Yeah. I also, I like the question we both answered today. That was a
0: good question. Yeah, we should read. We should do that one. You want to do that one? Yeah, oh, you do, you do
1: that one, and then I'll do. I'll do some feedback as well. Go ahead and uh, do that one, and uh, you know, redact the name.
0: Well, hold on. No, I, w- I wasn't ready. I was hoping you had it out, and then I'll you have could... it in
1: just a moment. I recently changed email apps, so I'm not feeling. What, are, what are you using? Well, I decided to. I, I everybody likes airmail so much. I'm trying it again, but and it's amazing. Except it lacks one feature that Spark has. Oh boy! <laughs> that I hate. That I love, which is the like whoop snooze all of these emails
0: oh, man. with
1: one swipe.
0: All right. I have it. Uh, I've got it. So is, okay. in the, uh, in the email, we, re- we received an email uh, and the uh, author, listener, listener, Leston, listener, Leston says, what is a- it?
1: N- Leston or Iesten I,
0: I- Ye- Yes. Yes. what a great name. That's gotta be, that's gotta be Welsh. What's after the end goal. So I watched Batman versus Superman. I was disappointed, but it got me thinking about what if Lex Luthor had won. What next? What would the bad guys do if they won the day? If Voldemort had beaten Harry, taken over the world, then turned to Lucius Malfoy and said, F it, let's go bowling. (laughs) Is there a comic series that tells the story of life after victory for the bad guys? The only book I can think of is The Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick. No offense. Kind regards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Listener, a Yes. And Merlin wrote back and said, did you ever read House of M.? which is uh which is one that I read when it was new and now I feel like I need to read it again.
1: I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was I don't want to say too much about it. Um because if you're going to read it it's got some neat twists to it. But yeah, and is that, that sold? Admit,
0: I'm sure that's sold in regular uh, like, I've
1: got yeah, I've got a trade of it trade and it had so many tie-ins that you totally don't need. But it's basically, I mean, the all you need to know is it's essentially what happens in a universe where basically Magneto is Donald Trump? Like what happens in a universe (laughs) where Magneto and his family now run everything? It's totally Donald Trump, but, um, it just happens to be, you know, four or five years before I thought it was pretty good. And I, I bet it's in trade. I'm pretty sure I own it in trade. Is it just one book? I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, look at that. Is it an Alex Ross cover? Oh,
0: you're going to have to buy it again. Yeah. Maybe house of, um,
1: let me look on the Amazon. so that was my suggestion, and uh, you had an even better one.
0: Well, I don't know if it was better, but I, I it made me whenever someone talks about what if ex superhero goes bad, uh, I always think of irredeemable, the amazing mm-hmm. Mark Wade, irredeemable, which is uh, a story about a superman a superman like character uh, who is called the Plutonian, the world's greatest superhero. But he turns in, he basically, it doesn't happen uh, immediately. Uh, he basically goes bad, for lack of a better way to say it. And it, it happens slowly, uh, but it's described as why it happens, how it happens. But what if someone who is essentially a god uh, mm-hmm. w- were to, um were, were to, go from being the guy that saves the cat up in the tree. And, and instead push, of
1: being driven by some kind of personal imperative to do as much as possible to save the world, like what if it was not what that if
0: he just stopped? And what if in fact he used his essentially unlimited power to harm people or kill people or destroy countries? And he can do that. And he's because he's essentially a God. So that's story, the story, but it's, it's, it's an interesting story. And there are many, many, uh, of these trade paperback volumes, I'm trying to see exactly how many. I put the link to the first one. I know there's at least ten. Um, yeah,
1: I I have the first one. It's such a neat idea.
0: It's there are parts of it that make it feel very much like it. You know, because and that's the thing that I find with with certain comics when I when I go to read them. There's something. This I think came out in 2009, 2010 and it f- and it went until two thousand and twelve that 's how long there are ten volumes there were thirty seven issues if you were wow. buying them on on the shelf um, and I remember i got i started out with reading this uh and and in the trades because it was still ongoing when I was done, so I was there at the end for like the last maybe dozen issues it is um it is a really good story that although it feels a little dated in some ways it was still really really cool and has a wonderful sort of fun ending at the end but it's um it's it's an interesting story because here we have all of these characters whether it's Superman or Spider-Man or whoever who are just it seems like well they have these amazing powers so of course they're going to use them uh, for good and of course they're capable of dealing with all of the baggage that would come along with being uh, a, an, a, a superhero that the to do to do good and and to always be able to handle the pressure of being the person to 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 save the day and always have to save the day and what is that like what do you do at the end of the day and, and so he addresses all of that and I love I just love that
1: great pick well as usual thanks Marvel for sucking a nut Uh, it's not available on Amazon because Marvel is the worst and sometimes really good stuff just goes out of print for no apparent reason what's not available well House of M sorry House of M temporarily out of stock oh but A, it is available from the San Francisco Public Library, according to library extension. And B, I put a link in show notes for you to find it at your very own library. You can go to worldcat.org and you can follow that link from show notes and you can find it at a library where you can get it from. And it's available on Comixology if you if that's how you roll. I wonder if it's in um, Unlimited. It's probably in Unlimited too. That is a really good deal. You know, I mean, i, I uh, if you read basically Marvel Unlimited, it's tons and tons of tons of comics. The only thing you need to know is it's it's not everything. So much Marvel stuff for $10 a month, all you can eat. Like you read as much as you want on your device for $10 a month, which is crazy if you think about it. Basically the price of three new comics. If you read three new comics, well, three comics, you know, you've paid for it. It's amazing. It's a good deal. It is a good deal. I bet it's in uh, Unlimited. Um i'm winded did you want to talk about something else that you like yeah sure i can tell you about mac weldon mac weldon you got did you get your mac weldon stuff by chance not yet
0: not yet yet. okay well you're
1: gonna it's ordered it's ordered but i have thoughts i can i can give you a pricey of all the various things that i'm looking forward to (laughs) if that's uh, useful
0: at all yeah well i mean yeah it's here's the thing mac weldon these guys make they make some clothes they believe in smart design they use premium fabrics, and they make the whole shopping experience simple because they understand that that 's what guys want. You basically want to show up and say, "I want one of these two of these, three of these out you don 't want to spend all day browsing around and that 's what they do they They make a few things and they make them very, very well. They make the most comfortable underwear socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and that 's it and They have a really cool thing they have a line of it 's called silver silver underwear mm-hmm. and shirts. That are antimicrobial, so they uh, naturally, just by being what they are, they eliminate odor, which is really nice. If you're going to, to the gym to work out, or even just it's a hot day, like by default, they're eliminating odor, which is a, I think, a pretty cool thing. And they want you to be. Of all the things that
1: I want to eliminate using my underpants, odor is
0: very. Odor near is the top. high on your, on your list. Oh my god! Breaking news. What? For delivery, right now. Yes,
1: literally, out for delivery. My Mac Weldon, my silver underpants are going to be on me today. So <laughs> I will have some. Fun. What, I'll say, what I'll say, to will say to Messieurs Mac and Weldon, is that I I will be here to report on my underpants, hell or high water. Oh man, least, you know,
0: did you get any think, of the silvers in
1: there? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, heck, <laughs> that's like going to the ballpark, not getting a dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, I got some silver underpants. I got uh, you know, I got a shirt, and what else did I get? I'm trying to see what else I got here. Yeah, but I'm super pumped.
0: I'd like to Look hear some what what kinds of activities do you think you'll perform in in your Mac Weldon clothing?
1: Oh my goodness. There's so many things that I'll do. What will you do? <clears throat> Let's see, I'll probably um I'll do a lot of charity work. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be working out a lot. Uh-huh. I'm gonna need myself for that. Um I'll probably uh I'll probably pause to help a small child uh-huh. with something. Not my own. She's fine. Uh I might like help a baby <laughs> bird get back into the nest. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll probably, as I go through the grocery store, I'll do what's called fronting. It's not what it sounds like. I'll go through and I'll make sure the cans are all lined up, just as a service to the, to the people at the store. If somebody drops something, I'll pick it up and say, "Excuse me, is this yours?" And not in a creepy way. My vape? No, 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 no. Um, I'll just do what I do. I'll record podcasts and and talk talk about uh, you know, underwear and stuff. Nice. I'm lo- really looking forward to it. John Roderick has silver underpants. He, he does. He's bragging about it. Uh, he gets how does he get so much stuff? He doesn't do f all. He gets like three mattresses. He gets silver underpants. I'm sitting here like an animal in non silver underpants, and now I'm it's uh, up for delivery. Well, so uh, Mac Weldon.
0: I feel like this is a good year for you already.
1: Oh my god, everything's coming up Millhouse.
0: So go to Mac Weldon. It's spelled M A C K W E L D O N. Mac Weldon, and you'll get twenty percent off using the promo code Back to Work. So go uh, go check it out, and uh, they, if you don't if you don't like it, they let you keep your first pair for free. So nice stuff. MacWeldon.com, twenty percent off using that code. Back to work, one word.
1: Yeah, thank you, MacWeldon. It's nice to have them on board. I'm very excited uh, to, and I, like I say, I will report back on my underpants. That's the MacWeldon promise. <laughs> they <That's,
0: laughs> only, sure only get says, that from our show, really. Open
1: always wins.
0: Oh yeah,
1: always. Oh, it's the post office. It's the post office.
0: Uh, you don't know when you're gonna get
1: that crap. So, so I need to name this in deliveries. I'm gonna name it Silver Underpants. Disco. Big day. Big day. You know, my, my week's my um, uh, my, excuse, me, what is this? The year? My year actually started out really great. Yeah. I had a nice thing happen. It made me really happy. Tell me what happened. It's it sounds braggy, yeah, but it like it's just yeah, but it made me really happy. What? I had a I had a delivery at my house, like a from a one of those services small that child? delivers. Mm-hmm. Always happy to help a small child in my silver underpants. So uh, I went down, and um, I'm so glad that I'm a friendly person and a good tipper. Yeah, because uh, this this guy delivered my items, and I said, "Hey, thanks, thanks a lot, man." And uh, you know, have a happy New Year. He goes, "You too," and I was like, "Cool shirt." he's wearing a blue shirt with, with a Superman logo on it. Like I had when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. And he goes, Hey, thanks. You too. Also, I uh, really like your show. Oh, like, come on. Cause that does not happen to no, me. No, you know, I'm no Jason Snell. I don't like have fans, but he's like, yeah, he like a, like he, he loved you look nice today and B he knows Scott Simpson from the, uh, San Francisco comedy circuit. That's very cool. So he saw my name and he knew me from the, the "You Look Nice Today" program, and he said something. And then Jesse, you made my week, I and mean, you made my year. It's all going to be downhill from here. Yeah, I mean,
0: how could you expect more from that? But
1: I got silver underwear coming. I got uh, got us a new calendar. My um, sleeping medicine, some of that arrives today. My Alago IntelliCase will be arriving soon. What are
0: you using for uh, for the sleep
1: right now? Can't talk about it. No. I don't like talking about medical things, mm. but I have a really good sleep thing that I'm loving.
0: Loving. Tell me uh, offline after the. I exercise.
1: will. I will. Gosh, where do you go from here? This has already been. A, this is a very solid episode.
0: I don't think we need to go anywhere. I think we call it. We call it a day. We're done. Out. All right. Done. Boom. Oh, I want to. I want to. Well, I want to de- tell the one thing that I did uh, for the listeners.
1: I should do some feedback. Okay. I took the time to prepare. Fine, if you want to. It's your show. Dude. It's your whatever show. You want. Yeah. You feel like doing. No, it's whatever you, yeah. feel, like doing. No, it's whatever you feel like. It's doing. your show. It's your network. I'm five by five. I'm six by seven. I'm forty two. How old are you?
0: Me? Yeah. I'm 44 now.
1: Okay, so you're 11 by 4.
0: Yeah. Height. Height. <laughs> uh, so I uh, remember a while back, we talked about the podcast hosting platform and uh, mm. that I had built. Of and course. you were kind enough to let me rattle on about it uh, for a long, long time. And uh, it has subsequently, uh, we launched it, and it's been going great. And uh, many people, I think, uh, who listen to this show, uh, I wanted to thank them for their encouragement along the way, the emails and tweets and things, and people along the way saying thank you. So I made a uh, a special coupon. It's the actually I had to. uh, This is the first coupon that we've done for Fireside. So if you're interested in trying uh, getting into podcasting or you want a solution that uh, to host your your show that already exists and you want to import it and all that uh you can go to fireside.fm slash back to work spelled out and uh there's a code on there which is by the way it's it's your show and that will get you uh 20 off for your first three months so uh go go to fireside.fm slash back to work Get the code. Go
1: do it. Go check it out. Thanks, check thank you it for it doing out. that and for sharing that. You're going to put that in notes, right?
0: I will put it in notes, yes. But thanks because there's so much encouragement from our listeners that couldn't have done it without all of that because it's very easy as you work on something, you feel like you're working on it and no one's going to care and it sucks. And uh, the whole tenets of Back to Work are, you know, ship something and make it great. and uh, And so... That here it is, and this is a little way to say thank you, so please go there. It's in the show notes.
1: Do it do it, okay, well, in that case, I will
0: is there a third answer? no okay <laughs> <laughs> We're like the two parents in the front seat of the uh the car there.
1: Do you have hey another a answer Ooh. spay? <laughs> Uh, in that case, I will eschew or table uh, two of these items and just focus on one of these. All right. Just so I can have, I can, what do they call it, bookending? Oh, it's okay. a like flop-dolling. What do you yeah. call it? Doll floppers? Flop? Uh, doll doll housing? What is, it, what is it your video game does? You play your doll flopping? Game, Game gang beasts is what it's called. Gang beasting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gang beast just this one because it does bookend. <laughs> bur- bur- bookend. With, uh, earlier in the podcast, listener Kevin sent this a while back and uh, because I haven't been doing anything. I, I hadn't seen it. Uh, listener Kevin uh, has a question about positive attitude. And I think this is a good time of year to talk about it. It's, it's always a good time of year to talk about this because I think it's complicated. He says, um, quoting uh, listener Kevin, it seems back to work tends toward thoughtful discussion of the tools we use to get our work done in general mindfulness. I love these discussions, but I was curious about the importance, if any, you guys place on positive thinking, awareness of moods, and outlook when approaching work and life. Or if you favor a more pragmatic buckle-down-and-get-it-done-no-matter-how-you're-feeling type attitude. Kind of a hippie, new-agey question, but as John Roderick's friend said, that would be Jason Finn, uh, as John Roderick's friend said, feelings are real. Do you think there's a value in making a concentrated, mindful effort to stay positive, or do you prefer to just hunker down and stay the course? Do you think these things have a large or small impact on your work and day-to-day lives? Asks listener Kevin. I think it's a good question. Great question. Kind of, It's kind of up both of our alleys, don't you think? I
0: think so, yeah. Yeah, part... Do you want to do you want to jump in? Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's something huge to be said for a positive attitude. You always hear people talking about how having a positive attitude or a positive outlook or expecting things to go well or to be a a, a certain way. I mean, it is so true that if you go into something thinking that it's going to suck or thinking that it's going to be bad, you're you're there is a potential, I would say, that you're setting yourself up for that. It's not like it's going into something with lowered expectations, saying, oh, that new restaurant didn't look great, but let's give it a try. It's much worse than that because you will begin to feel and and act in that way that becomes then a self-fulfilling prophecy, but... You're directing,
1: you're like unintentionally directing, I don't mean this in like a a the secret way, but you're unintentionally directing all of this negative thought effort and ideation towards something that may not be a bad thing.
0: Exactly. I think there's, you never, you there's enough negativity in the world that you don't have to contribute to it. And, and, and in that sense, but I also don't believe that like, like there are people that I know who just seem to kind of have a positive a positive vibe going all the time. And I remember uh, at one point thinking about it, I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Like it's easy for him to be positive because like, he's got it easy. He's got a, a job he likes and he's got a home life that he's happy with. And he's got a, you know, he's got a nice wardrobe and a full head of hair or whatever, but maybe he's got those things at least in part because of the attitude. You know right. that that it that it is one of those things that the, the foundation builds upon itself. That if you if you're feeling good and you're feeling positive and you're doing that kind of visualization and setting things up to be successful, then you're going into something with a more positive outlook, and that can directly affect what your reactions will be like to things. And you know you'll you'll see something as an opportunity as opposed to a a, a door closing or a failure. I think it's it's a challenge though, because we have typically learned that it's easier to be negative or it's easier to um to to, to not try because then you won't fail. You know, I I don't know. What do you think? I think I, I
1: think I pretty much agree. Um where oh well, you know, to to just piggyback on what you were just saying, um I think part of it also is that sometimes being something other than positive uh feels practical and it feels safe which is understandable like you know if you're somebody who is buying a lot of lottery tickets mm-hmm. um it's probably good to adjust your expectations about how much that's going to have an impact on your income over the next year like i'm not i'm not trying to be silly here i'm just saying like that is that is by definition Chance right, like you know you can buy more lottery tickets, but the odds are the same on every single one of them, and they ain 't good <laughs> right, so keeping that reined in is probably a good idea, so does that mean you know that you should always think positively i i I tend to shy away from that term because Hmm. I'm not sure your karma suck but people who are are too positive seem completely mental to me Uh they seem like hypomanic to me people who are like it's just like something seems wrong with people who are too positive or even just too happy all the time. It just really puts me off my beer. Um, That's not true. I do like, I like when people are like, okay with their life, but people who are too happy and like too positive all the time, they always seem like they're actually closer to to crying than a normal person. Like, "Ah,
0: I'm so blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's going
1: so well. (laughs) And you know, I'm more attracted to people who are like, "Eh." yeah, good days and bad days. But um, on the one hand, like, I do think you have to be, it pays to be smart. Like, you know, he's obviously introducing this idea of mindfulness and mindfulness is like, it doesn't have to be a fancy idea. Mindfulness does not mean you're just sitting there with your head up your ass all day long. It means like you're being aware of the things that you're feeling and being able to sort of bracket it from being the feeling. Right? So like that's the, to me, that's the thing that gets misunderstood or misapprehended a little bit about mindfulness is mindfulness is not faking yourself into being happy, not by a long shot. If you're sad right now or you're something, well, maybe think about what that something is. Try to kind of, if in a certain school of this, like identify that feeling. I am feeling sad right now, or I'm feeling disappointed. I am feeling unappreciated. Like whatever your flavor of that negativity is at that moment, um, I mean, not every school of mindfulness is gonna say this. I think I happen to think that can be useful where you go, this is you gotta kind of say to yourself, more than just uh, I am sad, y- you say, this is me being sad right now. Right. Or this is me feeling like I'm underachieving right now.
0: Right. And or it's, or it's this a is this is what it feels like to be sad. Or this is yeah. what it feels like. Because
1: in a way That's that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. It's a very much more human thing than going, I am
0: sadness. right. And I I think there's something about that where, you know, sometimes we feel like we're like it is abnormal or not okay or that we shouldn't feel a thing that we're feeling. And I, our friend Gil Fronstal would often say, like when he was talking about like the five hindrances during meditation, he would say things like, you know what, like if you ex- if you're experiencing frustration or anger or fear or sadness or whatever, it is a perfectly normal thing for a human being to feel fear. Like, you know what, that's perfectly normal. It's perfectly normal. Because there isn't anything, I mean, technically, there isn't anything that you can do as a human that's not normal for a human to do, but kind of reminding yourself that this isn't you as a person. You are not sadness. You are not a sad person. You're experiencing sadness. This is what it's like to feel sadness right now. This is a human thing. This is what we do as humans, and right now I'm feeling this thing, and I won't be feeling it later, and, and don't yeah. be afraid to feel it right mm-hmm. now. It's just the thing that you're feeling.
1: And you don't have to be meditating to do that. Um, Very true. Correct. Well, with that said, I mean, actually that's the kind of, if, if, you know, if meditation just becomes this little water closet that you step into to feel sane for a little while, well, You know, I guess that's good if it works. But for example, the guy who does Headspace, um, the Headspace app has a really great video. I love explanations of mindfulness that like make sense to me. And when he's describing meditation, he describes it as basically standing near a highway and watching cars go by without feeling the need to jump into any of the cars. Which I think is (laughs) right. And when you put it that in that silly way, in that extreme way. I think it puts it into much brighter relief where you go, oh, I see this concept. And so like, first of all, like every time I have a feeling that is not positive, that's not a terrible thing. That's not the end of the world. And yes, as, as your parents and everybody in your life has told you, everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad feelings. But, but to go back to episode three of the Back, your back to Work program, the second arrow, uh-huh. which I put in the show notes, yes. it's up to us to decide how much we're going to feel bad about how we feel. And if you think that's not a real thing, really think about it because if you're somebody who's recently had a death in your family i bet you you're you're full of a certain most of us are full of a certain kind of like just you know uh just pitiful sadness and sense of loss but i bet you don't feel that guilty about feeling that. You may feel guilty about saying, oh, I wish I'd done more. I wish I'd done more calls. I wish I'd had more meals or whatever. But the thing is, you're not going to beat yourself up, especially on the day it happens. You're not going to beat yourself up because this thing has really screwed with your life. But there are lots of events where we hate the way that we're feeling. Yeah. And that's the second arrow. The second arrow is the one that we shoot into ourselves. Right. And so... So, I mean, I guess I just want to first give a shout out to just this notion of mindfulness and the idea of being able to kind of hold a feeling in your hands and look at it and look at the shape of it and turn it around and say like, this is what this thing is. As far as the attitudes, um, positive attitude, I have this, I wish there were, I had a better word for this, but I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm into positive thinking because like I said, that can be a little crazy. I would say I'm very interested in non-negative thinking. Which is like if you've got to think and you find yourself, as they say, ruminating, ruminative thought, right, which becomes worry. You know, worry creates the anxious feeling in your body. That leads to a state of fearfulness. Like this is a chain of things that can start with a thought and then the music just goes around. I would say, like, tend to notice if you are, and this is a little bit CBT, but I would say try to notice when you are habitually when you are habitually, habitually feeling things that tell you that everything is bad and falling apart, right? or that there is no hope, or that you're doing everything wrong, because it doesn't mean that that's not true, but your patterns of thought are very important, and can start to feel like who you are. So I would say, you know, if positive thinking works for people, positive thinking can be a great thing. It can be, like, especially if you're having kind of a hard time, I think it never hurts to shake yourself and go, like, wait a minute, for, you know, I'm I'm no, not that much worse off than I was N days ago. In my case, I'm very fortunate. I still have all of my body parts. Like I still work. I'm not hooked up to a machine. Right. Like My day is not that bad yet. So that's a certain kind of where you can sort of like, meh, like, you know, guilt yourself into not feeling bad. I think the thing is like, the, the, the positive approach though, I guess I, the reason I say non-negative is that like, I think, it helps to be a little bit rational about what your expectations about things are. Like if you're just buying lottery tickets because it's a fun thing and you're buying a six pack of beer anyway, like that's okay. But I would not put too much positive thinking onto the idea of something that is random. And if something in your life is not random, it's not a terrible place to apply a little bit of CBT and a little bit of rationality to figure out like, you know, if I'm feeling very positive about this, is that because I just haven't thought about it enough and I'm ignoring this? If I'm feeling very negative about it, is that because of some previous experiences I've had and I've got this sense of kind of learned helplessness about what I can do as an agent in my own life? So to answer the specific question, I, I do think it's a, it's a balance, but you will rarely, unless you found a way to make this work for you, habitual negativity about your prospects in life and the future of the world are not necessarily a great place to be. In certain calendar years, it's harder than others. Yes. Like that's a feeling everybody gets sometimes. But but I do think, I think that at the heart of it is it's less about the value of the feeling that you have and more about the awareness of the feeling. And if you start becoming aware of how you feel, even one-tenth as much as you actually feel that way, you're already closer than you were before. If you are just on a constant like speedboat of sad all the time and you're not aware of it, then there's there's less hope because you don't even know like what you're doing. You don't know how habitual it is. You don't know how many of the arrows in your leg were put there by you by design every day. So... Um, I, do think, I do think it helps. I do think you do need to acknowledge feelings are real. I do think positivity has its place. I guess negativity has its place. But whatever it is you're going to feel, decide how you're going to feel about how you feel. Be aware of it. And then the CBT angle, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, is to just sort of like, you could even like what they suggest in these books, keeping a diary of like, I felt a certain way because this happened. Well, what was that connection? Was that connection really there or did I create that connection? Have I become a connection-creating machine? I'm so scared about what people think of me at work that I think anytime somebody doesn't say hi, I'm about to get fired. Well, is there a rational basis for that? Is there something you should do about that? Is there not something you should do about that? Is there a chance that your wiring is just a little bit off right now and you're noticing things that aren't necessarily in evidence? That awareness is way better than positive thinking. You can choose to feel however you want once you're aware of how you're feeling. I'm not trying to say that, you know... I mean, mental health and emotional health are really complicated things, but I don't think that straight up positive thinking as in like, I'm going to be a Pollyanna about this is necessarily a good thing. But I think being rational about what you don't need to be negative about is a great start.
0: I, I, what you mentioned about that habitual negativity, that's something that if you, if you were to really write down how many times a day you, and I don't mean you personally, I mean me, I mean all of us, how many times you repeat a thought in your head and how often that thought is, is negative? Whether it's something like, oh, I'm not, I can't do that, or I'm not good enough for that, or oh, this just isn't going to work out, or whatever it is. Or if you're afraid of a certain outcome, how many times a day you will visualize that outcome? They have done many, many, many studies showing that athletes who, who visualize themselves playing the sport or performing the activity or whatever, uh, and in some cases, that's actually better than going out and practicing. Now, it's not going to be better than practicing if you're not already a talented athlete, for example, but... In some cases, uh, athletes will perform better when they spend an hour practicing and then an hour visualizing themselves doing well in the game and winning the game than they would if they spent both hours practicing. So that, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or, or spent the whole time worrying or spent the whole time worrying. Yeah. And there is something super valuable about that process of visualization of thinking and believing that something is a certain way. And, it's so easy to get into that habit of, you know, habitual negative thinking that you don't even realize that you're doing it. You know, if you're if you have to give a presentation and you're thinking of all the ways that you could fail, what you're doing is you're really you're, you're giving yourself a, a whole lot of ideas about the way that you could fail.
1: You're, you're rehearsing. You're rehearsing the failure. Yeah, exactly.
0: And instead exactly. Re- and rehearse the rehearse the success. And you can say, "Well, I don't want to get my hopes up for it in case it." Well, why wouldn't you want to get your hopes up for it? Well, then I'll be let down. Well, isn't it better to try uh being positive and go into it with that positive outlook and fail than it was to re- all day spend your whole day rehearsing how bad it's going to be and then it be bad?
1: Well, and also, I mean, this is kind of a I guess a little bit of a life hack, but also that if you are thinking If you're thinking in a negative way about something, I think it will very naturally discourage you from getting more engaged with it. If something, if you know something causes you pain or causes you thoughts and feelings that you don't like, you're going to become resistant to it. And so here's the thing if you want your presentation to be good, you have to first make your peace with, I I think, with the idea that like your presentation can still change. You haven't given it yet. And even if you've got two minutes, like just take a fricking minute and just relax and go like, what's one little thing I could do differently? If I quit thinking about this as my certain death, is there anything I could do to improve this? The thing is, that's so obvious, but you can't do that if, you, if you've already decided that it's a failure. Is that positive thinking? I don't think so. I think it's just getting your head out of your ass, which is really hard to do if you started like like the way that it smells. Like you need to really like pull yourself away. I'm looking at a a million diagrams on Google right now, of this all describing the same thing. Um, so this is a, I I think this idea maybe comes from CBT, but you'll see this discussed with regard to meditation, CBT, various anxiety afflictions, and that there is a loop that you will go through. There are many loops you will go through if you have a busy ruminative mind, but just jump in anywhere. So first of all, there are thoughts, there are thoughts that you have, ideas that you have, things that occur to you. And guess what happens? Those thoughts that you keep thinking, guess what they create? They create feelings. Those feelings could be negative or positive, but chances are, if you keep thinking about it a lot, there's a good chance it's creating a negative feeling. Yeah. It might make you feel bad, it might make you feel sad, but feelings and emotions come out of those thoughts. When you've been feeling those, those thoughts, guess what happens? Your behavior starts to change. You start doing things, your actions in life change based on the way that you feel. And that might just be like, I'm so sad about life, I don't want to get out of bed. Well, guess what you're really primed to do when you can't get out of bed? Have more thoughts. So the behavior leads to the thoughts. The thoughts lead to the feelings and the emotions. Those lead to different kinds of actions and behaviors, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. But those, that is one source of the looping, is not realizing that not every thought has to lead to a feeling that leads to a certain behavior, that you can have a role in breaking that chain, but you first have to be aware that these are happening, they are different things, and they are linked, and you just can't seem to stop. So like, what's going to give? Are you going to stop thinking thoughts? Are you going to stop doing things? Are you going to stop having feelings? No, not necessarily. But you're going to become aware that those are things. And if you start noticing that every time you think you thought, think a thought, you have this same feeling, that's an interesting thing to explore. Because now where is that thought coming from? That thought is coming from somewhere. Nobody yeah. put that thought, like inserted that into your head, like the plans for the Death Star. Like that came from somewhere. And so as long as you stay on that particular loop, You might be able to psych yourself out with positive thinking. You might be able to dig yourself deeper with negative thinking. But what you really need, I think, is to give yourself a freaking break and say, okay, wait a minute. This is not the end of the world. Let's just think a little bit rationally for a minute. Let's look at what's really going on. Does Susie really hate me because she didn't compliment me on my new figure at my desk? Probably not. Maybe she's just got her own thing going on. But that triggered some kind of a thought that then led to a feeling. So where do I get to intervene in such a way that I decide how much I'm going to feel about the things that I think. And suddenly, you're allowed to think a lot more things and the thoughts don't hurt as much because right. you realize you can have some agency in deciding what those feelings are going to be. You know, c- can consult, you know, people if, if this is a giant problem, as ever. But like, I think a garden variety way to look at this is like, I don't want to live the rest of my life having thoughts control the way that I feel all the time. Yeah, that's so, a good way to say it. Yeah, so I don't know if positivity is the answer, but as ever, just the, the the one trick every week is you know just give yourself a little bit of a break, you know, <laughs> unless not giving yourself a break is working, and it's probably not. Mm. Mm. Big year, huge
0: year, big year.
1: So uh, thanks to uh, listener Kevin. Wow, I'm kind of windy. I might need to lay down. Yeah, you should.
0: I, I got to go minutes. bleach
1: my toilet again. I got to do a, gotta call it a second coat.
0: It's like a twice-baked uh, potato. Oh, that's a good potato. I had that at lunch today. Sweet, they did it with sweet potato. Sweet potato? Mm-hmm. Sweet potato's better for you. With little pecans on the top.
1: Little pecan? Oh, pecan. I like a pecan. I pick, I'll pick a pecan out of a dish. If there's a mixed nut, I'll go straight for the pecans. Macadamias, I'll pick them out. Ma-
0: macadamia nut.
1: Save the peanuts for the suckers. Ugh. Mm. I guess uh, first episode of uh, 2017, we'll button it up.
0: All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man.